Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, results of the 2019 canola performance trials are now available. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore Yorkton and Watrous New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans, and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306 352 1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny with a high of plus 3. Tonight, clear with a low of minus 9. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of plus 3, the low minus 9. Sunday, sunshine, the high plus 1, the low minus 10. Monday, sunshine with a high of 0 degrees and a low of minus 15. And Tuesday, sunshine with a high of minus 6, a low of minus 16. Normal high for this time of year is minus 5, the normal low minus 17. The sun rose this morning at 8 o'clock. It will set tonight at 624. Around the province in Estevan, it's minus 3, Prince Albert minus 2, Saskatoon at minus 4, Swift Current at minus 1, Weyburn at 0 degrees. In Yorkton, it's minus 2. In Moose Jaw, it's mainly sunny and plus 1. In Regina, partly cloudy and minus 4. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneer's Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougalauction.com. Filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally. Results of the 2019 Canola Performance Trials are now available. Keith Fournier from Lloyd Minster is the chair of the Trials Governance Committee. He says the results are based on 31 small plot and 60 field-scale trials, from across the prairies. We will try and figure out which would be the top varieties going forward a couple of years from now that we could plant these varieties and collect data on them. And the data would be for the yield and days to maturity, height and lodging comparisons. And then we contract through Tech. And they get cooperators to plant these at different stations right across the prairie provinces and as well as up in Dawson Creek. And then after that, we, we grow them out and collect the data and pull it all together at the end of the year. And we then put them onto a website that is searchable. But it's also the same data that comes out in the seed guides and the Western Producer insert. Fournier explains why it's necessary to conduct new trials each year. So, Because canola varieties have a very short life. Like most canola varieties, the life of them is probably three to four years. And so farmers are always looking for the, the better genetics that are coming out so that they maybe takes away less risk or we can get some more yield out of it. So it's a constant search for those genetics. And so with the, with the short life of the varieties and the new ones always coming out from different companies, we have to run these every year or within a couple of years, the usefulness of the trials just would not be there. Fournier says a canola variety that works well in one area may not do as well in another location. That's the great part of the trials and running them right across the province because yes, there is 
quite a bit of difference, and not just in between, you know, from one province to the next, but even within our own province. I mean, just the environmental conditions and the soils that we grow them in. So you take an area from, like, Swift Current up to, like, Metal Lake or down to Nippon, there's a lot of variance in the environment, and these varieties perform differently in each area. And so that's why we run the trials with, with lots of sites right across the bird provinces. Clubroot has been spreading across the prairies. Fournier says breeders have developed a new clubroot-resistant varieties of canola. It takes a few years, and we're so fortunate in Saskatchewan that the clubroot situation didn't start here, and that it started over in Alberta, and we were able to have those companies develop some varieties for that clubroot. So by the time it did come into Saskatchewan, we had resistant varieties available to us. And then when that first generation of club root resistance broke down in Alberta, well, then it took them a few years to be able to bring out a new resistance lines for the new club root strains. And so fortunately, we haven't had any of those in Saskatchewan that I know of yet. But when they do come, at least we've already got the second generation of club root resistance within the varieties that is available to us. But having said that, if we aren't smart about the rotations and we don't manage this tool really well and we overcome these newer generations of resistance, we might be a few more years again before we can get another set of resistance tools that allow us to grow canola on some of the club root infected areas. Resistance is a huge issue for growers as well. Resistance is a big major issue. The, the club root pathogen especially. When we first come in a few years ago in Alberta, we thought it was one strain. And then, you know, we're finding two or three more that are getting past the resistance. And now they are up to 36 strains of the pathogen that they are aware of that they have found and identified. So our club root resistance we got in Generation 1 would overcome quite a few of those types. And in, in the Generation 2 would overcome some more. But we just don't understand that pathogen enough and how, if it's just mutating or how all these different strains are coming about. And so we really have to think about the risk that we're taking when we don't have proper rotations. Fournier says the Canola Trials Governance Committee doesn't recommend one canola variety over another. Fournier adds the website www.canolaperformancetrials.ca also includes historical information on canola varieties. Keith Fournier from Lloydminster is the chair of the Canola Performance Trials Governance Committee. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Yorkton Auction Center Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. The Canadian Grain Commission, or CGC, is conducting research on grain moisture testers commonly used in the agriculture sector. CGC issued a memorandum on February 3rd when concerns were raised about inconsistent moisture results when testing cold versus warm grain. CGC recommended pea samples be warmed to at least 11 degrees Celsius prior to moisture testing. Ridgedale area farmer Ari Vandertweel had his own experience when he started hauling peas to a local grain facility in January. He didn't like the results he got from the elevator when he was told his peas were tough. Vandertweel owns a 919-type grain tester, and he estimates 90% of farms use this model. 
By the time crop production shows started in Saskatoon, Vandertwil had been calling the Grain Commission. He wanted to take pea samples to the CGC office to show the moisture levels would go down when peas were warmed. The request was denied. Um, but I did go to the Farm Progress show and I took two bags of peas with me. Uh, ones that were cold, like, I mean, really cold. They were frozen because the angle was minus 40 that day. And the other one I had in the front of the truck and I had the seat, the, uh, the heat on in the seat. So they were nice and warm. And uh, so when I got to the show, I dumped them in several testers there. And uh, all these electronic testers, they seem like they're all over the map. Some of them test low, some of them test high at different temperatures. But yet there was an old 919 tester, which the Grain Commission says is technology from the 50s. And I dumped peas in there, what were uh, well below zero, and I dumped peas in there, what were 21 degrees. And they both tested exactly the same. Like, it's amazing that that old technology still beats all this new stuff they're promoting. While he was at the crop production show, Vander Twiel got a call to take his samples to the CGC office in Saskatoon. And we dumped peas in their tester. They were really nice to me. Um, frozen peas all the way up to 11 degrees, they didn't really change in moisture. But from 11 on, as they got warmer, we took them all the way to 20. Between 11 degrees and 20 degrees, they got 0.6 of a percent drier, which can add up to quite a bit, probably two, $300 on a Super B, because you gotta pay for drying and then they take shrink. And then they were quite surprised to see that. So after that, a few days, uh, the Grain Commission did send a memo out to the grain buyers, and they put a thing on their website that the grain buyers should be testing peas at a minimum of 11 degrees, and they would like to see them at 20, or room temperature. But that really makes me mad, because the difference between 11 degrees and 20 is over half a percent on moisture. On further discussion with the Grain Commission, they also informed me that if there's a dispute, they're still going to use these testers, but they're going to test them at room temperature because that's the most accurate. Yet, they put on their website and send a memo out, elevators can test between 11 degrees and, like, it's ridiculous. Like, if 20 is more accurate or 21, that's what they should be testing at. Vandertweel said in addition to his concerns about the testing equipment, he is concerned farmers aren't aware of the situation. Well, my concern is not just for myself. I look after myself, you know. Um, I'll take lumps if I have to. But what they offered me is to take all the peas I haul in, that the elevator sends a sample away to Saskatoon, and Saskatoon will forward it to Winnipeg, and they're going to do an oven test on it. And they offer that to me, and... Nobody else gets that offer. And that should make me happy. And in the way it does, but in the other way it ticks me off because all the rest of the farmers, they don't know what's going on and they don't have that opportunity. Why should I get a special treatment and the rest of the farmers or a lot of them get screwed over when they haul a load of grain to the elevator? 
Like, it's a terrible system to have. You know, like, let's be fair and treat everybody the same. Vandertweel will have about 40,000 bushels of peas to sell this year. In the meantime, he says he's lost confidence in the UGMA testers. But it's not just the peas. Uh, well, I also done a little bit of work with different grains. And when you look at oats, you can dump oats in the tester, and if they're cold or warm, it can make quite a difference too. Like these testers, you know, so far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't be used because they're not reliable. They don't give you consistent moisture because just because a farmer turns a fan on or heats the grain up, that shouldn't be more or less dollars in the farmer's pockets. So farmers generally, you know, uh, they trust the system, and the system is letting them down, and that's why I want to make people aware of what's going on. That was Ridgedale area farmer Ari Vandertweel. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson, GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you're a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 266.39. Feed barley unchanged 175.66. Canola's down 250 to 422.78. Flax unchanged at 535.79. Lentils unchanged at 482.50. Oats down 514 to 199.25. Yellow peas unchanged at 249.89. Feed wheat unchanged 156.83. Number one red spring wheat is down 242 to 226.52. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. This is Grandpa Nate with the market report. Heartland livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 300 on offer here for the week here. Most of the good cows were bringing 85 to 92 on them better end cows. We did have sales right up to a dollar one on them high, high yielding younger kind of cows. The hay fed cows, 78 to 84. Good bulls, a dollar four to a dollar 14. Sales right up to a dollar 16 on them high, high yielding bulls. Looks like 1300 here for our Tuesday pre sort. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grand Burnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Friday, February 21st. Hams sold 7,200 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 119 to 139 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,100 head, selling a range of 120 to 140 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, February 22nd are... Maple Leaf Sig 5, 129.42. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 139.41. Hams Cash, 137.41. Thunder Creek Burko, 142.92. And High Life, $138.43 per CKG. Hams Cash Hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is down 9 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3254. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.67 cents U.S., U.S. cash markets moved higher, with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt, and National all making modest gains. While there's still pressure from large available supplies and a demand profile that has so far been unable to offset, cash markets appear to be holding at current levels for now. 
Weekly cash prices were mixed when determined yesterday, and regional base prices saw the national region $1.33 lower relative to the previous week, while the Western Corn Belt was $0.34 cents higher. Conversely, lean hog futures are lower to finish the week. The weekly export sales report this morning showed 42,000 metric tons in physical deliveries, 19,400 metric tons in current marketing year new net sales, and no new commitments for the 2021 marketing year, which is typical for this time of year. Of that, China took 15,000 metric tons in deliveries, which is consistent with recent activity and somewhat surprising in the context of reported port and labor issues related to COVID-19. On the outlook today, mainly sunny and a high of plus 3. Tonight, clear with a low of minus 9. Tomorrow's sunshine, the high plus 3. At this hour in Moose Jaw, mainly sunny, plus 1. In Regina, partly cloudy, minus 4. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally.